This is A Fresh Agenda. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity and generate your deepest work. Here's your host, Christina Mendonza. This is A Fresh Agenda, where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonza, and I'm so glad to have you here in this tiny part of the podcast universe for our very last show of 2020. As we get ready to kiss this year goodbye, I have a great guest who's all about the professional reset. He's just written a book for young people who found their college experience upended just as they were ready to graduate into the world's best job economy and job market. Vince Thompson has owned one of the top marketing agencies in the country. He runs something called Melt You. Melt is his agency. Melt You is his program. Uh, in which he trains college-age aspiring marketers. And his latest book is called Build Brand You. He's going to chat about a reset in the new year. Things to think about as you contemplate what for many people will be a year of realignment, reassessment, and resetting. First, a chat about what you can do for those around you. Now, this world has felt like an especially threatening place uh, this year. Even if people haven't been personally impacted by the virus, livelihoods have been interrupted, school and college schedules, and often it felt like a new calamity was just around the corner. If you are a leader, this is the time for a bit of empathy. People need to hear from their bosses and business leaders, the people whose daily decisions have such a huge impact on their lives. And if you're a leader and you're thinking, I wonder if I should say something, I wonder if I should reach out. You should. At least three quarters of workers say they are experiencing burnout. And the pandemic has been a major factor contributing to that. Uh, This is according to a, a survey from Harris Online for Spring Health. So there is a need to set an example for self care, express empathy, and find ways to help employees without sacrificing larger organizational goals. Now, as part of that self-care that you might be modeling for employees or just trying to do for yourself, if you aren't a boss or a leader in an organization, it's a good time for reflection and exploration in three different areas, spiritual, physical, mental. In terms of spiritual, the obvious choice if you worship in a certain specific religion, do that. I know that growing up Catholic uh, in times of trouble, just saying the rosary for me was very comforting and very meditative. You can also read something inspiring or unplug from technology and take a social media break. I plan on doing that later this week um, after Christmas. Physical self-care. Now, just get up and move. Move your body. Hike, yoga, uh, walking. You can find so many free yoga classes online. It's uh, the point at which you don't think you want to move, that you should definitely get up and move. Uh, The other thing you can do is rest. That's going to be helpful as well. Make sure you're getting enough sleep and rest, especially if you have some days off work and can sleep in a little bit. Um, Also, make nutritional goals. Maybe you stop drinking for a month. Maybe you add more vegetables, but make some nutritional growth uh, uh, goals to try to deal with self-care on a physical level. And then on a mental level, I mean, I think just taking a break from... um, Uh, either taking a break from work if you can if you can't take a break from social media i think there's a lot of stress and pressure and um and stuff on social media that can damage your mental health throughout the day so so take a break 
And it's really beyond New Year's resolutions, any of this. This is not a New Year's resolution type of situation. It's really a reset because 2021 is the year that we reclaim our lives. I truly believe that. Uh, We have two vaccines out. More are coming. uh, And we are in a surge right now. But that eventually will go away as we move into the spring and more people are vaccinated. So 2021 is really going to be a reset for a lot of us. So take advantage now uh, while you are home to do that self-care that's going to make you stronger for the upcoming year. Stronger physically, stronger mentally. So now we turn to our conversation. This man has made national lists for most admired CEO. He is the owner of something called Melt. It's an agency, a marketing agency. He is an award-winning brand builder and is one of the nation's top sports marketers. So enjoy my conversation with Vince Thompson. Vince Thompson's on the phone with me, joins me now. Thank you so much for being here. Um, really had uh, a good time reading about your background, and I'm fascinated to hear more about the uh, Melt You program. But first, I want to ask you, I know you're a sports guy. Looks like you did some sports journalism as well. Tell me about your transformation from that into a marketing guy. Well, uh, first of all, uh Greetings from Atlanta. It's always an honor and pleasure uh, to be with you, so thank you so much. I, I, I can only just tell you I'm a very blessed person. I grew up in, uh, the, I had a Mayberry-esque uh, growing up in very rural lower Alabama in a town uh, called Chatham with one red light. My dad was the mayor and owned a grocery store. <laughs> and um, and But I loved sports. I loved to play it. I loved to watch it. And I would write for my hometown newspaper and Went to Auburn to simply be a um, sports writer and come back into near Mobile was the the biggest city near my home. And I had a fortuitous experience in my first journalism class that was uh, taught by the guest instructor who was the head of sports publicity for uh, Auburn Athletics. And I just described the press box and the sidelines and the locker room and the games and Bo Jackson and Charles Barkley. And I was like, man, I want to do that. And uh, the first lesson I learned is that uh, instead of packing my sack and going to lunch, I went up to him after class and I said, hey, I want to be there. And he said, come this afternoon. And that sent me on a four-year journey of, of uh, I had 200 articles published about the athletic programs and the players. I had produced hundreds of sporting events or helped produce hundreds of sporting events, networked with people at the level such as Dick Vitale and Paul Feinbaum and all of those, and, and I really just fell in love with the business of, of college sports and the branding and the marketing of that, and it was the advent of cable. It was the advent of, uh, I mean, Ted Turner used to come over and actually produce Auburn basketball games for TBS and all of that, and the, and the advent of, uh, of, uh, of, of those types of, of, of radio rights and those kind of things. So really just, just I mean, it was just a – fortuitous thing uh, that happened and really got me on this uh, amazing career path for the you know, last 40 years. And now you're helping others uh, build their personal brands and their, their professional brands. Talk to me about what goes into a good brand. What, you know, I try to talk to my college age daughters about this as well, but what, what goes into it? I mean, it's not just posting a lot on social media. No, no, no. I, I say your value system and your rep- uh, reputation equals your personal brand. Uh, and, and the other thing is the authenticity and the passion of which you are pursuing and you post. 
Okay, so, uh, and let me just give your daughters and a lot of others advice. It's called the grandma test. You wouldn't want your grandma to see it, don't post it, because the first thing future employers are going to do is look at your social media trail. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter if I agree with you or not. Be authentic about it, what it is that you're posting, and have a purpose behind that authenticity and that posting. It's okay. Thank goodness social media did not exist when I was at all because I had a great time, okay? but And it's okay to express yourself or have a good time, but I encourage all, all people because, you know, we have this opportunity now during COVID, you know, if you don't lose any loved one to the COVID, seek these silver linings out, reposition your brand, repackage your brand, repurpose your brand, uh, because a lot of these intangibles are going to become tangible outcomes for jobs and future companies once we get to the other side of this. So go examine the brands that you use. What do they, what do they stand for? What, what purpose do they have in your life? Go study uh, admired brands. Go study people that you admire on social media. Do you admire Tim Cook of Apple? Do you admire uh, Apple products? Do you admire Phil Knight? Do you admire Nike? Uh, you know, whoever it is. And also, you don't have to be a celebrity to build your brand or build products out of your brand. If you've always had a passion for growing tomatoes or making candles or uh, preparing meals to deliver to, uh, you know, shut-ins or elderly, um, you know, you can begin documenting that. You can begin posting that. You can begin educating. You can begin inspiring. And over time, it won't be an overnight process, but you can begin to build an audience because the beautiful thing now is that so many more people, we are working virtual. It's been kind of weird, obviously. We'll get back to the other side of it. But you have more of an opportunity to communicate and build a niche audience uh, out of whatever your passion and your purpose is. You know, one thing I've noticed, Vince, during this pandemic is the number of people that I know of all ages that have said, this has all made me realize I don't want to go this direction anymore. I want to go this direction, or I want to do something different with my life. I want to uh, feel like I'm not just in a job that's going to pay the bills, but I, I want more meaning to my life out of this. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing that? And and where where is it coming from? Do you think is it coming from mostly young people that are kind of seeing what's happening to their to their last years of college? Is it coming from middle career people? I will tell you, it's happening everywhere. Okay, Um, and I I file it under the header of uh, silver linings. Okay, and uh, now let me digress and say, you know, this has been hard on a lot of people. It's tended to be harder from a generational perspective. I've I've seen it impact uh, younger people more in a hard way because they had really never encountered turbulence in their life before, you know, like I'm an, you know, I'm an older guy. I've been through a divorce. I've, you know, I've got aging parents and and those types of things. So I, so, you know, I've been through tumble cycle of life. The younger generation has not encountered those tumble cycles yet. So in a a way it's been hard on them. I think long-term it's going to work out really well because they now have experienced hardship. But let me go to the positive place. And I'll use myself as the, the poster child for this. I had been running this giant business for 20 years, 
built it from scratch, produced thousands of events every year, represented Coca-Cola for 20 years, produced 18 Final Fours. I mean, huge numbers. But I had this nagging sensation in me that there were other things that I wanted to do, but I couldn't get off the hamster wheel. So when this hit, I told my son and my friends and my girlfriend and my colleagues, I'm like, this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me because I had been on the off the hamster wheel for 40 years. And I made a list of things I wanted to do, thinking that, that, that I had only till, until Memorial Day to get them accomplished. Because, you know, flatten the curve and it's going to warm up, mm-hmm. kill the virus, and, and we were all going to be back to, to normal. And, and nine months later, unfortunately, we are not. So I made a list of the things that I wanted to uh, accomplish. I wanted to write my book. I wanted to evolve my Melt University in a virtual environment. I wanted to continue to enhance the next generation of of, uh, of marketers. Um, I wanted to exercise more. I wanted to get, you know, uh, a dog. I wanted more quality time with my son. And I wanted to eliminate a lot of drama and unnecessary people uh, in my life that, you know, heretofore, if you're just, you know, you're, you're just clobbering that hamster wheel every day, there's things that you can't do. And, and, and I've been able to do that. And I hear this so much. I hear it daily where people are going, you know, maybe I don't need this. Maybe I don't need this person. Maybe I don't need this level of stress because, you know, stress is the number one killer in the country mm-hmm. um, or one of the number ones. And I'm hearing it and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I don't believe that, that, that people will ever get back to the pace they were on. And it'll be, it'll be pace with purpose and purpose with pace. Now the, the, the good outcome for, what I call the the younger generation, the participation generation, where everybody got a trophy, I think they're going to be a more humble approach in the job market because prior to the pandemic, it was a seller's market for talent because there was it was the the the, uh, the 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 market and unemployment was so healthy. These kids would job hop every two or three months; it would make me insane. And now those days are over. So they may have to step back and go, okay, I need to appreciate this job. I need to pay my dues a little bit. I need to do whatever it takes because that's what we did in our generation. And I still do it after 40 years of being in this and running my own business for, you know, uh, 20 years. So um, I think that you're going to see, you know, you hear the, the cliches, the, the pivot, the great reset. Uh, but I think they're, they're, they're true. And like I said, I hear it every day. And I think there's going to be a more, hopefully a more empathetic society where we truly understand and respect what other people are going through because you, you know, like through all this and my dad fell and broke his, had a hairline fracture in his hip. My parents got hit by hurricane Sally. Like nobody knows what everybody's fighting their own, their own, their own battle, their own inner struggles right now. So I'm hopefully uh, there'll be a lot of more empathy injected into the society and clearly we need it right now. Right. I really like what you said about pace with purpose and purpose with pace. I think that that makes so much sense. And is that a part of what you uh, your messaging in Build Brand You, uh, your new book? Um, talk to me about that and, and what suggestions are there? What will young people find in that book? Well, I think that the main thing that I encourage them is, is multiple things is that and, and obviously let's just sort of put COVID over in the parking lot with an asterisk because, you know, praying that things get back to normal at some point. But the first thing is, is that look around you and that the college is the ultimate professional laboratory. So matter what, no matter what it is that you want to do, you have an opportunity to pursue it 
right in front of you. I was very fortunate to have stumbled into the sports publicity and parlayed that into a, a, a career and a business and all of that. But no matter what, you have those opportunities. And, 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 uh, and for a lot of us who did never tested well, who never made great grades, that laboratory was my way of building my resume. So I was able to build that resume, gain that experience, beginning that networking process, build those relationships, and show potential employers that I was a self-starter. And, and I showed initiative. And now I say more than ever, I, I, I use a fishing analogy. It used to take 100 casts to get eight job bites to, to, to land two interviews. That number could be 500 for eight for two now because there's so many people unemployed in uh, so many industries that are willing to take a lesser job for a lesser salary. Um, it's going to be tougher on the entry-level job generation, but this, they're also the most sophisticated. They're digital natives. The information uh, uh, lies in the palm of their hand. I used to have to go to the library and get a yellow page and encyclopedia and resource guides and write handwritten notes and, and all of that diligence. So the first thing is, and then by the way, no matter if even if you're working at a coffee shop, it's the way you position uh, that experience. Say, working my way through college at a, say, a Starbucks on the front lines of consumer behavior, serving hundreds of people per day. So look at the look at that. What I call the billboard test. You got three to ten seconds to make you know pass the billboard interstate. Three to ten seconds to make an impression in a virtual environment for a, for a new job. But it's all about positioning how you position that brand. When you see that, as opposed to say, okay, work at Starbucks or a front lines of consumer behavior, you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. So the first thing is is the is the campus is the ultimate professional lab. And then use that opportunity to begin building those networking that relationship. The emotional low-hanging fruit of connecting with fellow alumni from your school is always going to get somebody's attention. So when I get an email that says, hey, Mr. Thompson, War Eagle, I see you went to Auburn, A, they're pushing that emotional button, but B, they're showing me they did their research and their diligence and they were prepared, and they're showing me what type of employee they would be. So that's the second thing is this leverage those emotional connections, use the campus as the, uh, as the ultimate professional lab. Then I say begin building a resume in an inverted pyramid style. Many times people will just say, hey, you know, here's my name, here's my education, and, you know, uh, I did a couple things. As opposed to you read the headline of the paper and then you go down into the body. So you lead with a career objective. Hey, I'm, uh, I, I love sports and I love writing and I worked my way through Auburn and I'm seeking a job in sports marketing. So you're, you're giving a directive, and that can be tailored uh, to who you're approaching. Cause, but, you, but, you, but again, you're putting that purpose out there. And then you communicate with this, this, this colorful language of, of how you built your career. You're showing self-starting. You're showing initiative and those types of things. And then it's reinforced in social media with how you post things how you position things, and LinkedIn is the greatest tool ever known to man. There is no excuse that research is not done now on a target. I'll get generic resumes to our generic uh, career website that says, to whom it may concern, attach my resume, I need to make, you know, X dollars. I immediately flush them as opposed to somebody tracking my email down, saying they heard me on a show or War Eagle or something like that, those intangible, this is not a job application, it's a job process and a job audition. 
And so all of these little intangibles ladder up to the outcome, which is gaining that job or starting your own business. Because there's no excuse because all the tools and the access to the information are in the palm of everybody's hand now. You you mentioned that uh, young people are digital natives. They may not have the life experience to know all of that, um, but they have the technical skill. Let's let's go to the other side of the spectrum. So I want to talk about people who who maybe are the parents of these college age people. So Gen Xers who are so also are looking to make a major change. Uh, they um, they also have some digital skills, um, but maybe not as much as the young folks. What do you suggest for folks in middle career? Uh, uh, Gen X and older? Well, I think the first thing is you've got to get over the intimidation factor because it's, it's really, and, and in God's way, like I said, I'm the poster child for that. I, I uh, have taken a lot of time to really learn things like, like how do you get a, a video up on YouTube? And, 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 and or, or, you know, learning, uh, you know, PowerPoint, uh, those kind of things. And so, um, um, and again, and let me go back to the, the other thing I was going to tell you what the ultimate litmus is going to be now. The ultimate litmus is going to be what did you do for yourself and others during COVID? Did you get under the bed? Did you play video games? Did you binge watch television for six months? Or did you learn a skill? Or did you self-improve? Or did you uh, prepare meals and deliver them to the elderly? That's going to be a litmus for all of us. But as it relates to our generation and then the, and the, and the, and the next generation, Go study some other people who have done similar things. There's a lot of well-documented stories like um, the lady that was in her 60s that decided to take up exercising, and then she videoed and chronicled the journey and started posting the journey and inspired so many others that now she has millions of followers. Same gentleman who was in his 60s, always loved to play guitar, was in a band and those types of things, started just teaching uh, lessons uh, to nobody in particular on YouTube and filmed them. Now he's got millions of followers. So, so once you overcome that intimidation factor, once you figure out something that you're good or passionate about, uh, you know, use those. That, I mean, they're off-the-rack tools, whether they're Apple tools or Microsoft tools or whatever those things are. That, that, you know, there's that, that, that those platforms have tens of millions of people and there's always going to be an audience within that platform that may be attracted to what you're doing. So maybe, you know, you hear all these great stories, these kitchen counter stories. So maybe you had, you know, you always had, you know, you made muffins that people went gaga over. So maybe you post that recipe and you begin building a following. Maybe you've been able to make some great candles or ornaments or, 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 or table settings or things of that nature. Now is, is never been the greatest time ever. To, to do that, and I'm hearing success stories uh, uh, across the across the board, and they're, and they're very inspiring. And now people are going, well, hey, maybe I can actually make a living of this. If not, I can get a supplemental income. Um, and then, even when you if you've lost your job and you go back and, and get a real job, somebody's going to say, well, what did you do during COVID? And you say, well, hey, as a matter of fact, here's the things that I did. So you're 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 reinventing yourself. You're 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 showing those intangible values and initiative um, to people that in the past you never would have been able to do job interviews. You don't know hamster wheel. You everybody's on. So I, like I said, I, I think there's gonna you're gonna we're gonna be hearing. I know there's gonna be giant mental health fallout from this, but I also think on the other side of this, you're going to um, 
you're going to hear a lot of amazing silver lining stories. Like I said, I, I mean, I had been wanting to write my book and share, um, you know, what it is successful job seekers do to get jobs for years. And I thought I was going to have to wait a few more years and retire to do it. And I saw a line in the newsletter that says, hey, if you've ever wanted to write the book you write and you have time, do it now. And I'm like, I think I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift put out two albums in this time. I but 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 that's why she's one of the best in the world. Yeah, she she could have gone to the to she could have bought an island somewhere and hung out, but she kept working, pursuing her passion and sharing that with her fans. But you don't have to be Taylor Swift to do that, right? I mean, that's the you know, she's one of the best in the world. But but again, to your point, she didn't waste that time. She knew she couldn't tour and perform live, so she translated into. Um, you know, into into other things that she loved to do. And which, at the end of the day, her core passion is her music. And for those listening who maybe haven't done that up until now, it looks like it's still going to be a few more months before this thing is over. So there is time to get started and and to get working on on showing, uh, bringing one of your passions, making it uh, putting it more to work for you. Yeah, there's time. And here's the thing: even if you just take an hour a day to do that, it's it's great for your mental health. And it's great for your self improvement. And uh, but the thing is, you got to be consistent about it. So I evolved. We used to have forty kids coming every summer for this amazing intern program because I'd always made a commitment. I speak on campus and help kids that I would help the next generation. And when things hit the fan, I um, I said I want to take this thing virtual. I don't know what that means. I also want to uh, I also want to uh, kids were reaching out for help, and I wanted to keep a positive facing for in an industry that had been completely devastated. I lost millions of dollars in revenue in one week. We're about to produce our 18th Final Four. And uh, so I said, what does it mean? And I never produced a podcast. So I said, well, uh, gathered my people up, and I'm like, hey, what does it take to do this? And they said, here's what it takes. And so I started calling a lot of my buddies in the industry who are big leaders at ESPN and Coca-Cola and these places. And I said, uh, hey, I want you to talk 30 minutes about, you know, your path, opportunities, and obstacles. And I'm going to push it out to these students, and they're going to learn and listen. They're going to have an ability to emotionally connect with you or connect with you because they heard this podcast. And then we started putting out a weekly newsletter on career tips. We po- we just posted a giant 200 um, listing of the top intern targets uh, opportunities for 2021. I've got a video series that covers the sports business. I got the book out. We taught 20 or 30 virtual uh, Zoom classes. So. I fulfilled that mission of wanting to take the program virtual. I kept Melt in a goodwill is good business, positive light in our in our industry. And I repositioned the firm as just not just an event firm, but a multimedia platform company, and helped and inspired thousands of, of college students. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I tried my best, and I leveraged what I thought I had. You made a lot of your time in the pandemic but so far, definitely. You know, one question I want to ask you, I ask all of my guests this, and um, what do you do to replenish your own creativity? What is a habit that you have, a hobby, something that you do when you're feeling a little depleted and like, I need to, I need to get back on track and, and get my creativity moving again? Um, go fresh air, go take a walk, get some mm-hmm. vitamin D. Um, you know, um, uh, that, that's, 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 that's one of the, you know, that's one of the main things is, um, 
you know, take some deep breaths. And 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 then and the other thing is don't put so much pressure on yourself. Everybody's going to have a bad day. That engine is not going to be running a hundred percent. And then um, and then you get it back, or you know, go get a, a go go reread a good book, or go watch a good re rewatch a good movie uh, that you watched, or. Even if it's a conversation with a homeless person where you give them $20, gain that perspective back because somebody's always got it better and worse than you. And so, uh, you know, just all of those types of things uh, to, you know, to refresh and, uh, and, and recharge. But I think the main thing is that as a society, we all just put too much pressure on ourselves for constant performance. And some days I think this has been good in that we've always um, – We've all had to slow down a little bit and, and, and smell the roses uh, a little bit more than we had to when we were on the, this giant hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Vince Thompson. Build, brand you, your new book. And then, of course, the uh, the owner, CEO of Melt and Melt You. Um, I so appreciate you taking the time with us. Yeah, and, and please tell your listeners or the parents or students that go to the uh, www.meltatl sign up for the newsletter I've recorded 70 podcasts that are on Apple and Spotify the book's available at amazon.com I'm on LinkedIn I do respond, I do give a lot of positive feedback um, so I'm just out here to uh, to try to help because I've been very gifted and I've been very blessed uh, uh, to have this rich life and so I just, uh, you know, if I can reach one person it was a good day for me oh, What a wonderful resource, thank you again so much for your time Thank you so much. You have a Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Vince Thompson. Let me just say thank you for the continued support and encouragement on A Fresh Agenda. As we march ahead into 2021, we are closing in on our first 100 episodes. And hearing from those of you enjoying the podcast just makes my day. So I hope all of you have uh, some good time off during the holiday. Hope you have a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, whether it's, you know, over Zoom with your family family or you are able to gather. This has been such a a tough year in so many ways, but also a year of growth and understanding. And just be easy on yourself these next few weeks because you need that energy as we go back into 2021 and reclaim our lives. So thank you so much for being here. I'm Christina Mendonca. Let's stay connected. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity. This is A Fresh Agenda. (laughs) 